Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Good evening, hello space cadets and boys and girls. Welcome to our first ever exciting edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Alba, in video form for the first time, so you can put a face to a voice if you have only been listening through the audio medium up to this point. We're doing a special visual episode because we are fortunate enough to be joined in the studio via crazy outer space satellite uplink with the wonderful, wonderful space rock indie outer space wizards, Eldrin. They are here in the studio with us. This is... How's it Corbin? Hey. Hello, gentlemen. Care to introduce yourselves? I'm Nasser. This is uh, Tyler. How's it going, guys? <laughs> hello, hello. So you guys are here in the studio. You guys have got some exciting new music coming out, uh, hopefully in support of an album that will be coming out a little bit later this summer, you guys just had a new single come out that's called Fell In, and we are going to be uh, watching a music video for that just a little bit later. Uh, but you guys are also donating a portion of your streaming royalties to that song uh, or for that song to the Black Lives Matter movement, which is fantastic. Uh, but tell me a little bit about uh, this songwriting process in, in this age of coronavirus, in this age of social upheaval, so many things changing. Um, how did that affect the the songwriting process or, you know, just the whole process of, of creating the new music and the new album? Good question. Um, I mean, I think most of this song we were, we had finished recording before the pandemic broke. Um, but uh, mixing it and finishing it up, I think we finished during and post. Um yeah, we had been working on this one right. for about a year, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, like, I think that's kind of the general process of most of our songs. We just have, like, this huge backlog of, of music, and um, we kind of we gravitate towards whatever songs make sense for the current time frame and what, what's going on and uh, work on them like that and kind of they, they kind of fall into place in their own releases and kind of fit into a bigger album scheme throughout time and throughout the process of getting there. Awesome. Yeah, for this song, for example, um, this was started by Nasser here, I think. Yeah, you know, kind of started with uh, some keyboards, basic vocal parts, and a drum loop. And then we took it over to my studio, Damon's studio, and started like fleshing it out differently. Um, brought in the rest of the band. Um, yeah, so the song was uh, finished before we brought it to the band. I, I recorded some keyboards and some vocals, and kind of used drum loops. And uh, and and got the structure there, but we came up with the arrangement, mm -hmm. added the chorus, etc. I guess what yeah, what we're driving it at, we we kind of wrote this starting with Nasser and then me, and then uh, 
added the other elements. Yeah, we added and everybody post. Including uh, some female backing vocals, mm-hmm. a couple cool extra things. But Awesome. And you guys are, you're a five piece, right? In, in total? Yes. yes. Uh, Nasser and I started the band. So it's based around our songwriting and mostly our partnership and making music. And, and um, sometimes we'll do things that don't include all the instruments, you know, not, or that are, have more instruments, more people than five. So I think we're kind of flexible in that. We're not, we don't pigeonhole ourselves into being like a five person band. Yeah. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times it'll just be an acoustic song that morphs into something else, but yeah, all the songs start with one or two, one or both of us working on an idea and then kind of evolving from there. Absolutely. And, and that seems to be the case with a lot of your music is there, there's so much evolution and progression, you know, just in, in song to song. And I had so much, I had such a good time listening to your first two albums, just hearing, you know, each song would almost be like, okay, this is the way that the song is going to go. And then maybe like minute 30, two minutes in, you know, we have some sample or some new, you know, drum loop comes in and I'm like, oh my God, this completely changes, you know, this changes the entire tone of the song. And you know, your, your songs are so lush and they're so dynamic. You know, if, if you had told me that, that you were a 30 person band, I, I would believe you, but you know, just the fact that you're able to get, uh, that, that amount of dynamics and that range of sounds, uh, you know, with five people and, you know, whatever other supporting musicians you, you bring on is so impressive. Yeah. A lot of that Thank comes you. from, uh, Josh. Um, a lot of the big orchestral movement sounds kind of come from Josh. He's, become a, a, a wizard at a uh, layering violins and making them sound bigger. And like, it's, you know, 30, 40 people at a time playing the violin together. So, um, you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah. And I think to touch on some of that, I, I think we don't like to be tied into one genre or one, you know, one way of making music. And I think, what we got to do, especially when we did this separation sessions videos, uh, was have fun and explore even beyond what we normally do. Different genres, trying to mash up so- songs from the '60s with styles from like, you know, what did we do? We did, we did uh, hooked on a feeling as a trap song. song. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was my first when I when I saw your list of separation sessions. I saw the first song I saw was a Harry Nilsson cover, then Led Zeppelin, and I was like, okay, I think I get it. And then the next song was Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time, and I was like, okay, I changed my mind. I love it. <laughs> and I think what so we've always wanted to kind of take that eclecticism and very different backgrounds and things about music about different time periods and styles of music and put them into our originals so doing that during the lockdown quarantine thing was a way to exercise that further but yeah i think we've we've always kind of embraced that totally and having also diverse backgrounds in the band sure yeah and it it seems like you guys had a lot of fun putting those videos together what was um what, what was probably your favorites of the, of the sessions that you've done so far? And I suppose before we even get into that, uh, yeah. for, for those of, 
you listening and watching that are not aware, could you guys kind of tell us a little bit more about those separation sessions and what they entail and kind of when they started? Um, yeah. So basically, um, I don't know how long ago did the quarantine begin? It was like March, beginning of March. March. Yeah. The beginning of March, uh, the world shut down (laughs) and, uh, uh, we kind of decided like, Hey, this is an opportunity. We'd already always talked about doing like a cover series and maybe putting together a cover album. And, uh, this was like kind of the perfect opportunity. So I contacted Tyler and, you know, I wanted to do an Elliot Smith cover. And then it happened that Bill Withers passed, um, right at the beginning of the quarantine as well, right at the beginning, beginning of March. So I recorded just an acoustic guitar take of me playing, uh, ain't no sunshine and then sent it over to Tyler and he added on drums and bass and keys. We had Josh and play on Josh it. played violin on it. And we were all, all that stuff we recorded independently at our own home studios. So the idea kind of came out of necessity. Like, yeah. Because at that time, probably for the first two or three weeks, at least, we weren't even seeing each other. Yeah. Like I yeah. Said, but, you know, it was very... And I feel like it's going to get back to that yeah. probably now. But um, more than you know, likely, we, we weren't even in contact with each other for maybe a month. So we literally did all this over email, exchanging, uploading Google Drive, etc. Yeah. yeah. But um, so we saw. I think we just came up with the name for the first one because we were like, "Oh, we're doing these separately." So <laughs> it became the separation sessions, and yeah. Then- then we kind of like we're like, all right, we can do two a week. We're, we'll do two a week. And Tyler was like, well, I was I said two a week. And Tyler he said was like, three a week. Yeah, <laughs> originally, I was like, we can do three a week. It's not a big problem. Let's get bigger. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of bit off more than we could chew. So like, it kind of ended up being this process of us um, figuring out the song we wanted to do two or three days before we were supposed to release the video, and then like. I mean, for the most part, we were just kind of <laughs> well, the night before finishing the song and then also finishing editing the video. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. a couple of hours before we were going to upload. So most of those videos and were And also how we did it started progressing. We started like be like, okay, we're going to have more fun and learn more about making music videos, making yeah. live videos. It was definitely a learning this. process. Instead yeah. of just making it. We kind of started where it was just the split screen mm-hmm. Zoom thing, and then we're like, well, we can get more creative. We yeah, like, and we can kind of see an evolution in the videos. Of, so then we started to take more time. and Yeah. We spent, I mean, doing two a week was, was a lot because we had to shoot them all separately, have yeah. people get their crappy iPhone footage yeah. in their basement. <laughs> Pretty much everything is all iPhone footage mm-hmm. in all those videos. Perfect. Then, you know. Well, the ones on your phone look good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then you got... Drummer in his basement, yeah. Like a candle like lighting it, candle it like <laughs> that's okay. It it adds ambiance to the scene. Exactly. That's the important but part. Essentially, it was like a it was a challenge and something that we felt like we wanted to keep up with and have to be force ourselves to put out content and work through things and find creative solutions to problems under under a deadline. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it made us feel, I feel super confident in being able to mix or record different styles of music beyond where we were and to 
you know, put together a music video that we like, shoot, thinking about lighting. You know, it was, uh, I think it was, it was kind a, of an educational a, yeah. experience for us. It was a crash course, course in editing and all these things. Yeah. Like, like very fastly editing and making YouTube videos. <laughs> Um, for and a chance, eight weeks straight, yeah, <laughs> and a chance to show different sides, different mm-hmm. music, different things that influenced us, like, and maybe new creative takes on songs. Yeah, so. totally. And I and I felt that one hundred percent. And that's so cool that you guys that that you've taken this opportunity to kind of grow your you know grow your artistic creative skills with you know with all those visual mediums. So you guys yeah. handled all the all the video editing, all the effects, all of that stuff was you guys as well. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's awesome. That's really tremendous. Yes, we spend a lot of it would come out every Monday and. And Thursday, yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of Sunday and Wednesday nights till about six in the morning. Yeah, and uh, using I, was, I used a Final Cut to edit most of those videos, and uh, since then I've started using Adobe Premiere, which is you know leaps and bounds easier in, in a lot of ways, and it's also a new re- relearning process. So. It's just, uh, you know, it never stops. (laughs) (laughs) It never really does. Well, in in that vein, I thought that we would take advantage of this cool new visual medium and I would take us to one of those videos of the separation sessions. I'd love to show off your guys' cover of Tenacious D's Friendship because it just fills me with so much good energy on all the levels. So Yeah, that's one of our favorite Yeah, this is, uh, so like, the the approach to this one, we kind of... uh, went with like an eighties pop sound that moved into more of a craft work thing. Yeah. Um, halfway through and then kind of finishes on a strong early ween sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, and that was the vibe, you know, it, it touches so many musical bases. The thing I love about your guys's music is that it just, it, it feels like a sampler of all of the great, you know, experimental psychedelic rock sounds that have come out in the last like 20, 30 years, you know, you, awesome. yeah, yeah, you know, you Thanks, hear man. ween in there. It's, it's fantastic. So without any further ado, we are going to adjust the Corbin versus the world. Eye of Sauron over to that separation session for their cover of tenacious D's friendship. Take it away. YouTube. Yeah. 
All right, welcome back, friends. We just got done watching the lovely and uplifting music video for Eldrin's Separation Sessions cover of Tenacious D's Friendship. Filled me with all the bright and fuzzy feelings and also reminded me of all the video games I'm not playing right now. <laughs> Such a good song, guys. So much fun. Holy hell. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was everything you promised and more. We didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. We can always we pretend. changed it up a little. <laughs> You, you, you took enough liberty with it that, that you can own it. You can call it your yeah. own. And that's what's really cool is you guys, you know, even from the very beginning, your your first album is uh, Welcome to Deathville, I believe. Mm -hmm. You know, just from the very beginning, you guys seem like you had a very confident, very singular sound. 
Um, do you, do you think that you're, you know, and, and it sounded like there was just even more kind of crystallization and more layering that went into that second album. Um, do you, do you see this next album that you're putting out as kind of a, a progression for yourself, uh, in terms of, you know, musicians or artists or were there any extra influences that you've picked up in the, in the last few years? Hopefully, hopefully it's not <laughs> a regression. Yeah. I think, um, in general, it's kind of, if, to me, it feels like the songs are a little bit more focused and, um, uh, you know, on that, on, on Welcome to Death Hill, a lot of those songs we had played live for years, um, before we had put them on, on an album. And with this, with, with, um, with misinformation aged, um, some of that was true, but a lot of those songs were pretty new when we released the album and this new, the, the new songs that we're releasing now, most of these songs we've played, you know, on a tour, you know? Um, so the last year, yeah. And then yeah. just within the last, the last year, almost a year. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's still pretty new songs to us. And, um, as far as progressing though, I think, so I would say sonically, yeah, we've kind of come into our own and working in the studio, you know, I kind of run a studio record other bands as well, but, um, that whole process working with that is giving us like, I think a palette, a palette of different sounds and abilities to do things that we didn't have before, obviously. And, I think, you know, we've always been interested in both both sides of everything from acoustic to completely synthetic, completely electronic, and in between. And let's say the last album, Miss Information Age, leaned more in that electronic, especially given its themes and musical uh, makeup. But I think what we have here is more of, morphing back into using both, you know, that kind of approach, electronic computer made stuff, uh, and more natural rock sounds as well. Yeah. So you mentioned, Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so a lot of these songs that we're going to be hearing on the album, um, you know, a lot of those have been road tested, you know, prior to recording. Definitely. Uh, there, some, some of them. For there sure. might be a yeah. few that are new that we haven't, especially given the fact we haven't really, we played two shows since like last August. Really. Yeah. I mean, we had like a big new year's show, yeah, and we, a big cover show. We had, we had planned on, on touring and, uh, you know, obviously just like everybody else, all of, all of our shows got canceled. Um, tour got canceled. And so now we're kind of, in this, uh, in this spot where, um, you know, some venues are trying to have shows again and, um, we're deciding if we want to do that. Yeah. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like wise. a, it's kind of, a. you know, what it feels to me. And I was talking to one of my friends about this last night, another artist who's, um, uh, book like, you know, in the same situation as us or, um, it feels like we're not supposed to be the ones making the decision whether we want to play a show right now. Right. Um, it seems crazy to me that um, <laughs> the decision to put our lives 
staff's lives, uh, fans' lives, and at risk of being exposed to this virus um, on our heads <laughs> to yeah. decide whether we want to have a show or not. So, you know, we're, we're still in the middle of this process of figuring out if we're going to play a live show again within the next, you know, couple of months, a couple of, you know, in, in, the, in the near future, what that's going to look like, um, how it's, how, you know, where we're going to do it. Um, as it stands, most venues, I think, are like, they're limiting to 50 cap uh, at like, like very much like not even half capacity, but like less, much less than half capacity and having people yeah, sit separately. Like 25 people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like two shows a night. It's a different, it interests us in a way that it's like almost going to be a different, a different thing. Different yeah, type of right. Thing. It's like a, everything is going to be very spread out, not packed. It's not, I don't feel like it's going to be, oriented towards dancing or rocking out and which I personally, that interests me artistically, like to yeah. put on a show that's almost a sit down event. That's uh, maybe more theatrical. Maybe I, I, I don't know, but yeah. it interests us in that way, but also we're very reticent about, you know, yeah, just that the health is, aspects, the social aspects yeah, of yeah. it as well. Especially it's hard. Like, I don't know. I don't know when when this. By the time this this comes out, you know, who knows what the world's going to look like. But um, as as of now, there's a, there's a huge spike in reported cases, and um, you know that you know worries me that maybe we're jumping the gun here. At least it feels that way to me. That, yeah. Like maybe. Um, it's irresponsible to to jump right back into live events. Um, you know, I, of course, like we want to play live. You know, we love playing live. Um, it's one of the best. It's like you know the reason. One of the reasons we we started doing this is to connect with people live. It's there's there's no substitute for live shows. Um, but um, at the same time, I just don't want to. Uh, put people in harm's way for that reason alone. Yeah, and that's a and you know you mentioned it earlier. That's a it's a hard decision and it's a a hard tightrope to walk because yeah. you know you guys are in a position where you know you have new material coming out, you have new songs, you have a new album, and you know the the common wisdom is okay, you've got the album out, you know you've got to have shows, you've got to you know tour, you've got to get the word out. But right. yeah. and that whole landscape is completely going to shift now, you know, it, yeah. that's what it's going to look like um, a year from now, even um, it seems like big shows. Like it's, and that's another thing is like, it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem monetarily worth the time to do this right now, especially because it's like, okay, you know, when we play a show, we'd like to make sure that everybody gets paid. And if, uh, there's 25, there's 25 exactly. people paying $20 tickets. It's not that, you know, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a great... Can't pay everyone nope. in more than 50 bucks. Yeah. So it's like, it's, <laughs> Basically it's, covers it's, drinks at the bar at that point. Right. Yeah. yeah. And not even. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> if we're going to be so, real. Uh, yeah. Not that that's what it's all about, but it's an element it's, yeah. of... So sure. Like, I mean, like, being in a band in 2020, uh, you have to think about a lot of things at the same time, you know, um, it's not just 
hey, is it going to be for? Is it, is it going to be fun? Is it going to be um, monetarily successful? Is it going to be something that we want? You know, people to remember. Um, you know, and, and and more, more, more. As time goes by, um, I feel like I'd like to focus on doing things that have lasting impact mm-hmm. and are meaningful, as opposed to doing things just for the sake of doing them. Right. And that's, you know, that's something I think that all of us that work in the creative industry are kind of, you know, struggling with right now is, you know, creating work that, that not only has, you know, some, some type of permanence, but also, you know, music that also, or, or just art or, you know, content that, that really helps, you know, elevate society or just elevate the audience. You know, yeah. I think that's so important right now. Well, you guys yeah. have, you guys have certain. It's a tough debate because like the super tough times, it feels like people need some sort of outlet as well. You know, like there hasn't been any live music and there's not going to be in the same way for a long time. So I feel like this is quite a big confusion for us. Yeah. And just, and I get it, man. Like obviously the, the people are, are hurting right now, especially in like, you know, uh, we're, we're tribal, you know, human beings are tribal. We, we, we need our, we need our people. We need to be, feel connected with each other. And I don't think you really get that through this, through like, even right now, like being in person is, is connecting in a different way than the digital face to face, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it's never going to be the same, but this is the world we live in right now. So absolutely. Um, yeah, it's very counterintuitive that social interaction and connection with people is potentially very harmful. Yeah. <laughs> Where on the other side of it, being isolated in the opposite is equally harmful and intolerable. So, yeah, it's yeah. very tough tightrope. Yeah. But, you know, one, one thing that's really great that you guys have been doing is, you know, you're, you're still putting out amazing music and you're still putting out those separation sessions, which, you know, those do bring positive energy and they do, you know, I just like watching the friendship video. I was like, you know what? I, for, for about four minutes, I have completely forgotten about, you know, all of the, all of the various storms raging around my house right now. And, you know, this is just, this is good and this is pure and it's, it it can be an escape and that's, you know, it's a good thing what you guys are doing, you know, whether you, whether you, yeah, I think that's important to think about too, you know, uh, so many serious things going on, you know, we, we want to weigh in on that to a degree, but we also want to know where are we most important, you know, and how, how can we affect society and people positively? Maybe that's not being political activists or being, you know, having that, maybe we provide that in a different way because I think we feel a lot of perfect pressure to, you know, like to do something about the world. And I think a lot of people do to make it a better place. And it's hard to know what, what to do. And sometimes it's, it's good to hear reassurance that even just, making music and doing what we love to do impacts people positively. Totally. Yeah. We, we definitely so. haven't spent a lot of time in the last decade doing anything else. So um, <laughs> I feel <laughs> it'd be, you. It'd be a tough sell to like all of a sudden, you know, 
try to start doing something completely different than what we're doing. I think writing and recording music makes sense to us and it's, it's what we've been working on for a long time. So, you know, we're going to continue doing that. Excellent. And you know, the thing to always remember is, you know, it's, it, every, every, every moment like this, it, it passes. And although, you know, who's to say what it'll look like two years, three years from now, you know, this, this could, you know, eventually when this all subsides, you know, there may be new performance paradigms, you know, masks might become just omnipresent, you know, they're already kind of becoming normalized nowadays, Mm -hmm. but you know, there might be new paradigms that we kind of enter in the next couple of years, but you know, there's, we can, we can always hold out hope that, that the traditional, you know, means of performance and all of that, they will, they will maintain, you know, as, as the years and the time goes on. Yeah. And I think we try to look at it as a creative challenge, like I kind of mentioned with our separations sessions, you know, like we don't have the opportunity to do live shows in the same capacity at least or at all. We haven't. Um, so how can we do something different? Can we, you know, do something where we record separately, bring it together for videos to learn more about version of hooked on a feeling. Hell yeah. You know, take advantage of things we might not have or thought of using our iPhones to make music videos because we need to, like we don't really have any access to any gear other than that for that, for a video. So yeah, I think we try to take it as a creatively and musically as a challenge, even though it's easy to rue the past that we've lost the past ways of making things that we've lost and the past ways of seeing music and making music. But I have friends who are, who have straight up said, you know, I don't miss touring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, it's uh, it's like if there's, if there's an alternate way, means of keeping live music around and keeping artists paid and able to function and continue creating content, then you know, we're trying to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and know, if, you, if you're trading 16 hours in the van for that, hey, maybe that's not a bad deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we certainly do miss live performance. Yeah. And that's... I didn't say I'm... I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was saying uh, a friend of ours, you know. Sure. Yeah. Well, what yeah. we're... Uh, I think... What I would like to do is show off another one of those separation sessions, uh, music videos. Um, you know, like I'm, I'm amazed that, you know, you say it's shot on iPhones. You say you guys did it yourself. I was completely blown away by the quality of these videos. You know, if you, thanks again, I think this, this, this is the last one we did. Um, it's, we will become silhouettes, um, by the postal service. Um, Tyler wanted to do this one. He had been talking about it, you know, just, it feels very appropriate. Um, the, the, the words, yeah, the lyrics, they're, they're, yeah. they're like literally seemingly about, about a, a, a pandemic. pandemic yeah. Situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so like the words are pretty on the nose for this one. And, um, but again, we wanted to take a different musical approach. Yeah. I mean, like as far as the musical approach, uh, what would you, what would you classify the, the influences for this song? More, Honestly, more classic rock, classic mm-hmm. rock, like kind of like the Who. The who yeah, yeah. Pe- a lot of people are getting from it. Yeah, for that one, for that one, we also wanted it. 
you know, bring in some of the other musicians that we work with frequently from the Denver community, like yeah. Cassidy Bacon from the Whimsy of Things, mm-hmm. Nick J from Sick Duck, and uh, cool. Eric Estrada from Ramakandra. Yeah. Love Ramakandra. Um, That's the second show in a row that Ramakandra has come up. Is Kali. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah, they're unreal. That Their new album is so good. Blowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But so we wanted to incorporate them and kind of go even further, which of course, you know, having more people record remotely, but they were all super on board and I think it turned out pretty great. Pretty great. Can confirm did uh, turn out pretty great. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, let's turn it over to that music video for We Will Become Silhouettes. Yeah. Shall simply can 
Hello, yes, we are back in the studio. I am still here with Eldren sharing their wonderful, wonderful time. We just got done watching their video, their separation sessions video for We Will Become Silhouettes by the Postal Service. Great song. Ben Gibbard has actually been pretty active in the in the quarantine cover sessions. I don't know if you guys yeah, have been I saw that. keeping I saw, track I saw of that. A couple of Facebook live videos. Yeah, he did a cover. He's been doing so many, but the one that got me, have you guys seen uh, I Think You Should Leave on Netflix? The, uh-huh. the sketch, oh, he does a he does a song from from that sketch show. Um and it's I'm I'm going to butcher the sketch, so I'm going to ruin it for you. I'm sorry, but it's about this like Johnny Johnny Cash type guy in the studio and he's pitching the song to these uh to these uh record executives and they're like, "Sorry man, we're just not feeling what you're picking. To- we're not really feeling what you're laying down." And that they're like, "We want something natural." And then it's like the the cliché scene in the movie where he's like, "Oh, you want something natural? Okay, let's go." And then he starts playing this like really snappy song and then he tells his backing musician to follow his lead. And then when it's his turn to sing, he just starts screaming about like skeletons coming to life and totally ruins the song. Uh, <laughs> but Ben Gibber does a cover of that song. And uh, okay. for the record, if, if you're not watching, I think you should leave. Uh, that's that is a lot of fun. I love sketch okay. comedy. I don't know about you guys. What's your uh, what's your go to quarantine hobby activity when you guys aren't creating your amazing space rock? Um, and I got a lot of hobbies. Yeah, um, he says sitting uh, in the gamer chair. Yeah, yeah, I play a lot of video games. Um, so that's that's definitely been one one outlet of uh, my time. But uh, for the most part, it's just writing, recording music, hanging out with my family. My uh, my brother and sister in law and his kids recently moved back to Denver. Oh, cool! And so you know, I've just been doing a lot of uncle time. Nice, yeah. Family time is super important, yep. you know, because very often those are the people that we've gotten closest reach. Yeah. Nice. Well, I wanted to, you guys were talking a little bit while we were on break about, um, you know, your, your, you called it a dartboard of covers, uh, for those separation sessions. How deep does that well go exactly? How many, how many, um, how many potential covers could you guys bust out? What's the selection process like there? Do you really throw darts? Brainstorm songs that we like and then songs that people have requested and we kind of put them all on a big giant dartboard and throw darts at it. Like literally, yeah. Holy shit, that's amazing. <laughs> that's actually that's probably the best way to pick. That's yeah, my there's, creative there's, process. There's darts that we throw, and then that's the that's the song dart, and then there's another dartboard with genre, and so there'll be like 
original version or uh, 80s version or, uh, you know, trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you're like your, um, hooked on a feeling trap cover. Yeah, which exactly. was definitely next level. What's the weirdest song that you have on that pool right now without spoiling um, anything? <laughs> well, we've, we've kind of taken a break and put to rest that season. I think we're going to probably bring it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're kind of, you know, unfortunately, probably during the second wave. Yeah. Uh, the, we're, we'll continue doing separation sessions at a later date. We've, we've wrapped, we wrapped it at how many videos did we do? 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we did 14 separation sessions. Um, so that's like a, a wealth of content right oh, there absolutely. for anybody and to kind of jump into. It's like an album's no worth. way that we're going to release the knowledge publicly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't. Yeah, it's classified. I'm sorry. Uh, I was, I was just trying to pierce the corporate veil. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh yeah, yeah. It's okay. I get points for trying, right? Um, so, a big thing I think we're actually going to do the next time we bring it up is have uh, um, do like more requests and maybe a, a Patreon type thing. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll do anything you want if you, if you within know. reason. Yeah, we're going to be on OnlyFans. Um, oh, perfect, perfect. <laughs> Only Eldrin fans. Yeah, yeah. And uh, better get that domain name while you can. But I think, but I, I'm, I'm being serious. I, we do want to open it up to like requests and, you know, maybe make it a Patreon thing where if you can be as specific as you want. If, uh, yeah, if you want us if, to do, uh, a mindless self-indulgence song in the style of, uh, uh, Katie Perry. Franklin. <laughs> Do you have, I'm so glad that you name check mindless self-indulgence. How often during the year, how often do you, during the year do you just jump in the time capsule and listen to mindless self? And then you think in the back of your head, you're like, how many people, how many bands did these guys secretly influence? Uh, probably more than you'd think. Yeah. More, more, more than we'll admit it. I, yeah, I, yeah that's one of my, one of my go-to guilty pleasure. I need to, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need to, I need to remember junior high right now. That's what yeah. I go to. It's that or my, or my bottomless well of, of yeah, pop nobody punk. Nobody understands me. Nobody understands me at all. <laughs> Except Jimmy <laughs> Urine. Jimmy Urine gets me. <laughs> but, but honestly, the selection process, I don't know if we had like a whole well of them. We would just kind of talk to each yeah, other and not to be like, I want to do this. I mean like, but I want to do this. <laughs> So we ended up kind of splitting it where it would be like one that he picked, one that I picked. That sounds fair. We'd, you know, work on them together. But um, so it seems like there's a lot of you know there, there's a lot of camaraderie going on, not only between you guys but just everyone else in the band. That's what I you know watching your uh, watching your live videos and all of that. It seems like there's just a really strong bond uh, that exists between everybody in the band. There is. And I think it's come from time and from, you know, dealing with adversity as a band. We had a member pass away in 2016, our bassist, Steve, um, as well as other members come and go. Yeah. Um, Our violinist, Josh, dealing with legal issues, nearly being deported. Jeez. A lot of things. So I think we appreciate and try not to take for granted what we have and have been brought together. Yeah. Being in a band is kind of being in a relationship with five other men. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, 
Uh, you get to know each other intimately. Oh, it yeah. smells just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get to, get to know each other in ways intimately that you never thought you'd get to know another person. But, um, yeah, you know, for all of our faults and all of our uh, strengths and weaknesses, we think, you know, above above all else, we really you know love each other and care about each other a lot. And, you know, spending time together is there's there's no there's no uh there's no replacement for that and even even members who have you know since stopped playing with us are still family and still to me still in the band you know in in a way so that's really great have you been able um so you know i'm i'm gonna once again talking about the time machine but i wanted to take just a little trip down memory lane just uh you know recent history what was the last tour that you guys went on uh last august we did a midwest tour dope um kind of centered around bellwether fest in ohio which was pretty cool some big names cake cold war kids oh uh, yeah we're the we're the opener um but i'm actually from ohio so we got to stay at my childhood home wonderful and uh yeah there's it was uh I mean, we hit a few people, a few, a few, a few places on the way there and back. <laughs> we hit and a few people. We ran all the <laughs> that's, that's fine. It's going to be part of it. You got a statute and, of limitations. Uh, so we, You're okay. We had about four days to stay at my house, and I have a basketball hoop there. Hey. And uh, we were trying to get some exercise and play basketball. I forget exactly which version, 21 or some other. Or horse. I think we were just playing two on two when I rolled my ankle. Oh no. And, uh, and, 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 and like, I broke it. I broke my ankle <laughs> at his house the two days before Bellwether Fest. Jesus. So he was in a boot. I was and in then, a boot. Das and boot. then the day before, or maybe, you know, I think I don't I remember my, which one happened yeah, first. I think, I think I rolled my ankle first. And then the next night, Tyler was playing basketball with Mason, and I think they were playing. Yeah, you guys were playing twenty-one something, and we were chasing after rebound, and I landed. I got pretty hard. Tyler Tyler (laughs) was pretty. He was really feeling it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, going hard in the paint. Yeah, he was going real hard in the paint, and they were chasing the ball down. It went into a, a patch of grass, and I just saw. Tyler fly into the air, <laughs> slip on grass, fly into the air. Mason slip on grass underneath Tyler, and Tyler landed on Mason really hard. Oh no! And uh, like broke his collarbone. broke his collarbone in three places. Holy hell! Um, so he had to go home early. <laughs> shipped him home. Went on injured and, reserve. Uh, yeah. And we all had to kind of do musical chairs on the bass. Yeah, I played bass for the rest in front of like a thousand people, and I've never. I really have never played bass for Eldrin before that day. Um, so, you know, that was... But it worked out. It worked And, out. of course, all the fans were like, oh, the coolest part of your band is how you guys switch and play bass. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what we do all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it worked out, but it was also, you know, it was a bittersweet moment. You know, I sure. wish Mason could have played that show with us and finished but, the tour out with by us. By the time we made it back, uh, we were playing the Larimer Lounge for, like, our headliner. Our last, like, headliner in denver honestly because yeah. we're planning to do something right around now but uh and he he was able to play mm-hmm. he sat on a stool people got him yep shots yeah beautiful a little poor guy so it was a, yeah. a nice bookend on that whole adventure 
Yeah. Other than sure. that, I think the only other shows we played in the last year were, I think we did a New show, show. Uh, a New Year's show with the Yoppers and um, at the Oriental Theater, and then we did a, uh, uh, we do our, we do our, I think it was Dark Side of the Moon annual Dark Side of the Moon show. Which is something we do every year. Yeah. Oh, cool. We also have videos of that show on our YouTube page as well. Hey, <laughs> give that, give that a plug. You want, if you're a fan of Pink Floyd um, or Led Zeppelin, we have some covers from that show on our YouTube page. A little page. promo here. Yeah, well, that, that's what this is for. So um, tell me a little bit more about those shows. The, the, the annual ones. Show? Yeah, the annual shows. Uh, it's been it's eight been, years. Basically, we started. It was kind of just, you know, we. It started off as us in Pedals of Spain. Who Mason, our current bass player, used to be in Pedals of Spain. Mm-hmm. Now he's in Eldrin, which is now a defunct band. Yeah, I don't think Pedals isn't around anymore now. But basically, all together, we did Dark Side of the Moon, front to back, and uh, Abbey, Road. Abbey Road. Cool. So it was kind of a two album show. After that fell off, after a couple of years, we continued doing Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. as well as uh, we do a set of originals and others, other covers. Yeah. But it's basically, it's really cool because we took a lot of time to break down all the sounds and present it close to the way the album sounds from the studio with maybe a little bit of improvisation, live yeah. mm-hmm. improv and embellishment. But um, you know, as accurately as we can. Yeah. And it's kind of just grown into like a, a year round thing or not year round, but an annual thing that happens And like, you know, people have been coming for years at this point and it kind of feels like a, like a, like a, like a small family of people that really come to expect that show to happen. And, you know, and yeah. we play with other musicians. We have a whole, yeah. Cold background. Dragon deer play slide on, on the album. Uh, Fab Foles plays saxophone. Uh, Aubrey Hamrick and Cassidy Bacon have been singing with us. Caitlin Williams. Shouts out Caitlin Williams. Yeah. Kiddos, she's awesome. Um, amazing singer. Another chance to get to do something with a bunch of musicians. Yes. Yeah outside of the band yeah which we well we like so yeah that was i mean that was kind of our first foray into the cover world mm-hmm. and we we and love we doing never it never did anything else ever <laughs> <laughs> we're a cover <laughs> band from now on <laughs> we just did a series of 14 cover videos right <laughs> but yeah that that was more kind of down the line that is kind of more down the line like classic rock covers mm-hmm. so which we like, but we only want to do once a year. Yeah, you know? we're not going to be Brit Floyd. Exactly. There, there's a time and place for the for the covers, yeah, and that's right. that's the separation session. Because cool we're like uh, maybe February. A, yeah, <laughs> maybe a little younger group of people doing Pink Floyd as opposed as opposed to like all the cover bands who do come po- God, who, who do Pink Floyd right now who are going to be like sixty years old. So I think there's a little. I've always liked that because I think our show has maybe a little more authenticity to the original vision and recording of it. I think so. Of a got band that. that was 24, 25 then, as opposed to, you know, you got Uncle Uncle Dave doing Pink Floyd covers. I don't think they have the same kind of vitality. Yeah. <laughs> like, Doesn't like his Same song, but three times the energy, the real yeah. energy. Yeah. One thing I one thing I'm really getting is that there's a really strong spirit of collaboration, you know, between other musicians in the area. 
Um, what? Oh, you are all good. Um, we'll bleep that out later. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> what's your, uh, have you all, from the time that the band started, have you always kind of, you know, had that collaborative spirit with other bands? I've noticed that just in, just in the time where I've been involved or just, you know, kind of had my ear to, to the scene, it seems like, uh, the, the Denver music scene, um, uh, it seems to be really close knit. Um, you know, a lot of people are very close and there's just a lot of teamwork there. What's your experience um, been think, with that? I think in our formative years as a band, when we were kind of finding our place in the scene and kind of meeting everybody, there was a lot more uh, collaboration and, you know, incestual behavior between bands. Um, but since then, you know, uh, I think uh, we've kind of, you know, we made a lot of really good friends and I, I continue like to, would like to continue to meet more people and collaborate with newer uh, different bands and people that we don't know, but like, I mean, we have a pretty close group of friends from that time, um, that have kind of lasted. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I, we, we've definitely played with a lot of people and, you know, collaborated with as many as we can. Um, in fact, Nate Cook of the Yoppers and Tyler and I have been, it's secretly working on a Christmas album for the last six years. Um, That's really exciting. And, yeah. It's, it's, and who knows if it'll ever come out. We can but maintain hope. That'll get, I, I can promise you that'll do... get plenty of play during our Christmas season. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to want these songs. I don't know. I'm a big fan of novelty Christmas songs. I even, I, oh. The band hey, Twisted our, Sister. Yeah, you're, our, you're our target demographic for this album. Perfect. Love it. <laughs> well, what I... Pushing on that more, yeah, I think... I think we're interested in collaboration still. Yeah. You know, I think maybe, like Nasser was saying, we were more active socially, so a lot of the collaboration was like a younger band phase and more of that. Some of it's more i'd say professional now yeah in a way mm -hmm. like we do in addition to the dark side of the moon we do a, a yearly cover show with with the operas where mm -hmm. we get together and we we've been covering soundtracks <laughs> what did we do this year big lebowski oh that's big sick lebowski yeah we did the yeah. big lebowski we've done big lebowski the perfect animal house animal house uh pulp fiction pulp was fiction. a really really fun one yeah i think that was the first one we did uh with the operas was since so yeah working on some of these cover things has been an outlet of collaboration. And um, like I said, like I mentioned, I run a studio and work with other bands producing from the producing and recording standpoint. And a lot of times, you know, we'll, that will lead to somewhere, something where, you know, maybe we will help them on their thing, on their album or bring Josh in. Oh, you need violin, this, that, you know, like, or the other way around. I think the way we kind of, even with Cassidy, I worked on her, uh, her band's album, The Whimsy of Things, and she's kind of been uh, around a lot to do female vocals. She's actually on one of the songs Background that we played today, uh, NWL. Oh, and great. Fell and fell in. Yeah. And fell and in. Fell in yeah. Great. So, but... That's what I would say. I think where where he's maybe earlier is kind of like a fun, you know, party collaboration. Yeah, I think at mm -hmm. one point we were playing shows where there was twelve people on stage. 
Great. Uh, so, you know, that was quite a while ago, but you know, <laughs> we would have a saxophone player, trumpet player, um, hand percussion, drums, you know, it was, it was a, a whole cacophony of sound on stage. The whole gamut. Yeah, definitely gone from the too much collaboration <laughs> to, no, I'm going to do all this song myself yeah. and everywhere in between. So... Well, it's good dynamics and that's, you know, yeah. that's the thing that stands out about your guys' music is that it's such a broad, it's such a broad range. You know, you, you excel when it's lush instrumentation, you, you excel when it's just that stripped down acoustic and you know, it's, and it's all very distinctive, which is Thank so you. great. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, totally. And, and on that note, you know, we've been talking a lot about covers and we've been playing a lot of covers, but did you know that Eldrin has some fantastic songs that are theirs and theirs only? Because we're going to be playing so many of those uh, in just a little bit with some accompanying visuals. Um, one of the songs that we're going to be playing is uh, your new single or your latest single that's called Fell In. And I think I mentioned a little bit earlier in this program, uh, you're going to be donating um, a selection or a, a portion of your streaming royalties uh, to the NAACP and the Color of Change organization. Yeah, yeah, specifically to the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Gotcha. Which you know will help um, legal funds for people who can't afford it, people of color who can't afford that. Which I think we think is very important and a way that we can contribute, um, especially in, I think a nonviolent way, which is important to us. Yeah. Um, and touching on that subject, I think like one of the most important things that I've seen in a long time that I think all Americans should watch is, uh, Dave Chappelle's 846, which is the time it took between George Floyd being detained and him passing away, um, eight minutes and 46 seconds. And, uh, I think Dave Chappelle's 846 is one of the most powerful pieces I've ever seen. Um, and really kind of explains it's a good, it's a good, uh, look objective perspective of what is, what is happening in our country. It's, uh, it's it makes sense when when it's put into terms that are understandable and i think dave chappelle is a master wordsmith agreed and he explains it perfectly absolutely well i've always i've always considered dave to be you know definitely the top comedian of his time right now and definitely the the top top of social criticism and so you know i i concur entirely with that i think there's a lot of valuable things to be heard in that special and you know just just the role of creatives in in this whole environment right now you know we were talking about it earlier but you know we're all doing soul searching we're all trying to figure out what our role and what our place is and all that and i i think it's great that you know you guys have identified you know, how you can contribute and, you know, you're making, you're making good strides in, in that direction, you know, providing right. financial support. Cause you yeah. know, in the, in this country, you know, money is ammunition and mm-hmm. what, you know, the culture war that it is, that's the, what, that's the ammunition is money. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, we live in a time where we listen to comedians and we laugh at our politicians. <laughs> Amen. And that's yeah. that has been the foundation of my show for a really long time. So <laughs> you know, I feel that one hundred and ten percent. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna hear that that single fell in in just a little bit. We're gonna open up with uh their song with Eldrin's song Should Have Stayed, uh, which is dedicated to the memory of uh Tyler's father and to uh their fallen bandmate in twenty sixteen. Steve Holloway. Steve yeah. Holloway. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll also be playing their track NWO as well as a couple other songs that'll be on that new album. And I'm going to try and pierce the veil one more time. Do you guys have a title for that album yet? No. No. All right. Yeah. Cool. 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 Well, we will keep I mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, don't worry. I won't, I won't pry any further on that. <laughs> Some things need to remain secret. Um, but you know, thank you guys so much for being on this show and, you know, sharing yourselves, your music, your personalities with us. It was great to have you here. Uh, thank you, Corbin. Totally. And hopefully it was a blast, man. For sure. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, hopefully we can find a point, uh, in the, in the near distant future when, when we can be in person and you guys could play a, play a set here in the studio and and blow our minds. Definitely, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having us. And thank you for everybody who's watching. Um, you guys. Totally. We appreciate We're- you. We love you. Yeah, <laughs> we hope to be out playing in public soon. It's just soon and we yeah. torn about the best way to do that, that everyone can feel safe and feel like it's worth it. So I think that's kind of where we're at with that, unfortunately. But we're desperately looking forward to it. So don't worry, we will be back hopefully to play live. Excellent. Well, I I will be holding out hope. And, you know, no matter what, we've got the separation sessions and all of your wonderful music, you know, that you've recorded up to this point and your soon-to-be fantastic album that'll be out. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, Corbin. Totally, guys. Well, y'all have an excellent time. And everyone that is tuning in, you also have excellent times. And please, pretty please with sugar on top, stick around and enjoy these songs and these music videos by Eldrin. They are so very good. Uh, I can't I can't say enough good things about them. It's just good psyche summer grooves um, and fills you up with all the good feels. So please enjoy this selection of songs and I will catch you next time. Appreciate you. See you guys. Boom, boom.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.